Welcome to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest marketing trends, tools, and tips, and provide you with the top resources you need to thrive and make your marketing mesmerizing. And now, here's your host, Dimple Dang. Hello, welcome back, my mesmerizing marketing tribe. I'm here with my good friend, Manny Cabo. I'm so excited to have you on here, Manny. What's happening? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Looking forward to spend some time with you and your quality listeners, man. You're, you're a beast on, on Clubhouse, so this is great for me. Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. So Manny, for our audience, tell them a little bit more about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your podcast. Sure, absolutely. Well, I'm an award-winning singer, songwriter. You guys may have recognized me from a little tiny show called The Voice. Then I did it in Spanish on La Voz. I've been doing that uh, basically in the entertainment space for about 25 years. I'm also a visual branding expert. You know, I've worked for record labels, well over 150 album covers for artists that I've done. So I'm really proud of that because it allows me a chance to give vision to many artists. And that's a really important element for an artist and that we can definitely get into that. But aside from that, I'm also the host of Mojo for Musicians, which is a podcast uh, that came out of service. You know, I lost my dad to COVID. And the one thing he always reminded me was to, if you're going to do something great for the world, do it from a place of service. So it's deeply rooted. And that's why I do. I entertain, I educate, I inspire my fellow, you know, musicians to never give up on their dreams because I've seen way too many of them to say, no, nah, this is way too much. I can't. And uh, it, it really, really saddens me when I hear that. So that's even more of an impetus for me. Other than that, you know, I'm just a ball guy with a mic dimple. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, I agree. First of all, Manny, I'm so sorry that you lost your dad. My condolences go out to you. And so when it comes to motivating other artists, it is a tough industry, right? When you think about what they have to go through, it's not that simple. They get a lot of rejection. There's a lot of not knowing if you're going to make it. And what about when you're going through the whole process? Like, how did you handle that, Manny? Wow, that was a great discussion. You know, I just got off a really great room with Renee and Barbara Majeskin. We talked about the power of gratitude. And everyone asked me, well, you know, you just lost 25 years of your livelihood. You just lost your dad. So I essentially had to say, well, I, I need to take some time off. Because you know as well as I do, you cannot pour from an empty cup. There's there's a lot that I needed to recover, you know. So essentially, I've been rebuilding for the past five or six months. But I realized that in that interim, I didn't focus on the void. And it's one of the things that I want to admonish to your audience. Don't focus on the things that you don't have, the things that you haven't achieved. All I did was I focused on the gratitude that I still had stuff left. I still have a house. I still have my mom. I still have my family. And I started from there. And every day I came from a place of gratitude. And believe it or not, the most incredible, the most generous individuals all came together to help me get out of this little, you know, uh, um, I don't know if you want to call it a, uh, a tough spot. It was just a moment in time. For me, it was a cleansing. Sure, it was difficult. It was an arduous task getting through it. But the support of everyone that came out from the woodworks, they understood level of empathy and compassion was brilliant. But that only comes, here's the caveat, that only comes when you expect that. When you think to yourself, don't worry, things are going to work out. Because that element of expectation 
will get you through the most difficult times. And we need, well, I personally think that we really need to adopt that philosophy. I love that, Manny, because yeah, I mean, when you expect certain things to happen, right, especially good things, I think it makes such a big difference in terms of the mindset and that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? When you think about good things are going to happen and you expect that everything's going to work out, even if you don't know how, that's what Marie Forleo says. Everything is figureoutable, right? So everything is figureoutable and you have to have that belief and you have to believe. I think first and foremost, you have to believe in yourself, right? I think because other people can support you all they want, but that doesn't really mean anything, Manny. And even if a hundred people support you, but you don't believe in yourself, it's not going to work, right? 100%. I mean, you got to love yourself. How, how egotistical is, is that to think that you can go into a relationship, right? Love this person, whatever it is, and not love yourself. That's just a complete and utter lie. And that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. We all know that. And here's the thing also. Now you're talking about a question of integrity and authenticity, right? Because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. You've heard that expression before. So if you're approaching a situation and you have this whole imposter syndrome and you're faking it, quote unquote, until you make it, which to me is one of the worst terms I've ever heard in my life. You never fake it. You face it until you make it. You can't go out of your way and just lying about a situation because nobody wins. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. And you know, speaking of imposter syndrome, it's something that comes up a lot. Like I remember a couple of months ago, like last year when we were doing a lot of the rooms on Clubhouse in my lawyer's mastermind club, we used to talk about imposter syndrome because everyone has it, right? And if someone says, oh, I've never had imposter syndrome, they're lying to themselves, right? They're lying to you. They're lying to themselves. Because when it comes to imposter syndrome, everyone gets it at some point or another in their life. So Manny, what tips do you have on getting over imposter syndrome and overcoming it? One of the things that I do, I look around, I look at all the achievements, you know, I look at all the things that I've overcome because that's reality. And sometimes we don't give ourselves too much credit because there's an opposite set of the spectrum. Either we think we're too egotistical or we think that we're not what we think we are. So there's got to be a fine line. There's got to be a happy medium in there. So my resolve for that is to say, well, listen, you know, I'm 50 years old, right? Most people didn't even make it last night. Some people don't live through their teens. So that's a plus. You see where I'm going with this? I've been on The Voice. I've got many accolades. I've sold out arenas, but I've also played in front of the bartender. So you have to look at life from a place of possibility, not deficit. Going back to what I said earlier. So it's what you focus on that determines the outcome. And that's with everything. And to answer your question more specifically, sure, there's things that we all want in life. But we also have to be honest with ourselves. This is the big problem. Did we do the work? Did we put in the hours? Did we put in the reps? Everything takes a bit of effort. And even with this imposter syndrome, the only reason why you feel that way is this deep insecurity, right? Because you're insecure of other people. You're measuring your success by somebody else's. That's the biggest mistake that we all do. I'm a culprit. You're probably a culprit yourself. I've done it. I'm like, am I really that good? Did I, do I really deserve to be on The Voice? Can you imagine entertaining that? I never would have done anything. I never would have become a photographer. I never would have become a singer. I never would have even considered creating an account and pressing that microphone on Clubhouse to join on any stage. You have to be bold. You know, luck 
favors the bull. Me personally, between you and this grand, this uh, grand piano here, I grow my wings on the way down, Dimple. I just jump. You got to have faith. After all, listen, I'm not a, a religious Jesus freak, as they call it. But what is faith? Again, anticipating something good's going to happen. Whatever it is that you want to learn, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, you got to do the work. You got to put in the reps. And if you're you're embarrassed by something, ask yourself, well, why am I embarrassed? We're afraid to talk to ourselves. I don't understand that. I look in the mirror every single day. I'm like, you know what, Manny? There's a lot of things that you want to do, but there's a lot of things that you've accomplished. You got this. It's a, it's a repetition. Just like we sit there and we get all depressed. We're like, God, I need this. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough car. Why don't you convolute that into saying, no, I can do this. I got this. There's possibility. If I'm alive, there's possibility. That's what got me through the past six months. With life comes possibility. And we entertain that instead of thinking what we're not, we'd be on a better path. I love that, Manny. I think that's such great wisdom. And I think that it's an attitude adjustment. I think that people have to adjust their attitude. They have to adjust their mindset. And if they're not able to do it for themselves, there is help. I mean, there's books out there, you know, and if you're looking at the bookshelf right behind you, like I know you have a ton of books, right? And there's even audiobooks, and there's people that you can go to that are willing to help you. But sometimes you have to be willing to accept the help, and you also have to be willing to go ask for help because people may not necessarily want to intrude on their own accord, right? But if you ask for help, most people are generally nice people. And they're going to say, of course, what do you need, Manny? And, you know, and I think a lot of people have too much pride sometimes to ask for help. And that's one of the things that causes them to fail in business. What do you think about that, Manny? I think so, too. And we have to remember that our countenance is like a magnet, you know, as we move through this life. So whatever we feel, whatever we project, that's what we attract. And we must always remember that. And if we're more acutely aware of that sentiment, that mental picture, right? We got to be careful with what we envision, with what we think about. You know, your thoughts become things. Bob Proctor, we just lost an incredible leader. That's one of the things that you always used to harp on. And it's so simple, right? Listen to that. Your thoughts become things. So careful what you wish for. You know, we've all heard that term, careful what you wish for. And yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Sometimes people wish for something, but when they get it, it's not exactly what they wanted, right? And they have to be very specific. I think when you wish for something, you have to almost be very detailed, very specific, because otherwise you might be in for surprise. You know, you might be getting something that you thought you wanted, but it's not really what you wanted, right? I agree with you. So don't think that just by acquiring this new materialistic thing, by buying a jet, right, or by buying the next Rolls Royce, or by buying an island, let's, I'm being extreme here, but don't rely on those things to make you happy. Listen, I have a little section here that's cut off. That's my little meditation place. We need to be happy with the most minimalistic things. We need to be happy with ourselves. We need to be happy with nothing because everything after that is just a bonus. The problem is in today's age, we want more and we want more. You know, we have this culture of never having enough. Our attention spans are like guppies, you know, so there's so many uh, attributes that don't favor us. So we need to take a step back, slam on the brakes and say, okay, wait a second who am I? Like what truly defines me? Right. And start and break that down. I don't need this. I don't need that. Just be grateful that you're healthy. 
be grateful that you're alive, right? And be grateful that you can face another day and surround yourself with positive people. Get rid of the toxicity. I mean, we could talk about this at length. You know, I flare up like a hemorrhoid when it comes to stuff like this and keeping people positive. So it, it's, it's just one of those deeply rooted questions that you can't answer with one, but I hope that my rebuttal, you know, serves your audience because there are a lot of layers and this personality, we want to call it a disorder. I, I get it, but it's something that we can easily catapult ourselves out of if we did the work and just know that we're not alone. We all go through with it. It's, it's how uh, we deal with it because that whole term, we're all on the same boat. It, it's not a factual quote. You know, we're not on the same boat. I'm on a raft. Sometimes people are on a yacht. Some people are on a ship cruise liner. Some people are on a floating piece of wood, barely making it. And some people don't make it. So it's, uh, it really is a loaded question, but definitely a juicy topic to talk about. Yeah. And some people are on a sailboat, of course, and all that. But I want to touch on something that you said, Manny, about getting rid of toxic people. So I want to talk to you about that for a moment, because I think that there's some really important things to notice in yourself. Like I feel like as I've been up leveling myself and the people that I also have been associating with because of clubhouse, it's like, I feel like I've up leveled my circle. Right. And then the people that I was friends with many, many years ago, and I felt like they were people that were good friends, but the truth is in reality, they weren't really good friends. They're the people that talk about you behind your back. They don't understand what you're working on. They don't understand what you're creating. And then they question everything that you do, right? For example, those of us that are content creators, when we make Instagram reels and TikTok, and then there's a whole other end of people who don't even know what that is. They work at corporate, they work at their cushy jobs, and they get a paycheck every two weeks. And they don't need to create content because they're not building a brand for themselves, although they should be. And they're like criticizing you because you're making reels or they're criticizing you because you're doing a brand promotion and they just don't get it. Right. So I think it's really important. Like, I want to talk to you about this, Manny. I want to talk about like getting rid of toxic people like out of your life. Right. Because I think that's such an important conversation. And I know for me, I've been up-leveling myself and I've made a lot of new connections and friends that are genuine friends. And some of them, Manny, like you, I haven't even met in real life, right? But we haven't met, but we look forward to the day when we do get to meet in person. And I feel like the friends that I had, they don't understand the journey that I'm taking, that I'm going on. And I feel like they're the kind of people that they're not really friends because they don't support you and they actually talk about you behind your back, right? And so to me, I've just decided it's time to purge those people from my social circles because they no longer serve me. And I don't really owe them an explanation because when you get that vibe from people and you get that vibe, it's like you just know that you have to get rid of them. Right. And, and it's the intuition. Yeah, absolutely. It's that voice that tells you, I don't think I can trust this person. And you actually have to listen to that voice in your head when it tells you that. It's when you don't listen to that voice in your head, that's when I think we get in trouble, right? So what are your thoughts about all of that, Manny? 
I, I agree. You know, the thing is with our intuition or that gut instinct that we have, the reason why we need to listen to it is because the information that we're getting, our brain isn't processing that information quick enough. That's why we get it in our gut first, because we sat there in a contemplative state thinking about it. We'd never make the decision. What you did was all you did was shift the paradigm. You know, you realize the things that weren't of service to your community. And guess what? You need to get rid of that. It's going to hold you back. And if you notice in my space of uh, the entertainment business, you know, that's old hat. You know, the haters, right? The haters are like crickets. They'll talk and talk and talk and talk when uh, they're far away, when you're not looking at them. But what happens when you get near a cricket? It silences, right? So you can't really pay attention. You got to kill that noise. And at the end of the day, you need to clean house. You can't be afraid. We're all afraid of this cancel culture. And granted, it is a supremacy culture, but who cares? Dude, you're not in alignment with where I want to go and the things that I want to do. See ya, respectfully, of course. Tupac said it best. Listen, he's got tons of enemies or had plenty of enemies, right? But he never wished any ill will towards somebody, right? I want you to be able to eat. I want you to have a full belly. I want you to be able to feed your families, but you don't have to sit at my table. So that's the proper mentality to have in life. We need to be selfish. And I'm not talking about arrogance or conceit. We need to focus on our core value. What are we all about? And anything that doesn't align. And here's the caveat. I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's a relationship. I don't care if you're married or unmarried. If it's not in alignment, right? If it's incongruous to your end game, then you need to get rid of it. Because guess what? It's not fair for them either. And I would rather be hated, but... I would rather be hated, but nobody can say, well, you know what, Manny's a liar. I'd rather be hated and be like, Manny, integrity and the honesty to tell me that I'm not for him or I don't belong in his inner circle. And if they take umbrage to that, that's not my problem. That's their insecurities. That's the thing that we need to come to grip with. If people have a problem with us, they're only uh, imposing those insecurities and those inner emotions onto us because that's what they feel. So don't take anything personal. That's what's helped me get this far. And believe me, Dipple, I've made the mistake. I've been where most people have, but I just had enough and I wisened up. And like you said, all those books back there, I took the time out to educate myself. First of all, to understand who I am and why do people react and why do people have certain behaviors towards certain words or emotions, if you will. So again, you got to do the work and more importantly, you got to do the internal work to be able to move forward. Because if not, you're going to always have these clinging and these codependent relationships that do not serve you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you have to do the internal work. And, you know, speaking of doing the internal work, like out of all the books that you've read, what are one or two of your favorite books that you think really helped you evolve as a person or helped you at a time when you were down and you needed to be lifted? God, that's a great question. I, I would probably have to say Miguel Ruiz's Four Agreements. Brilliant book. Napoleon Hill. I mean, there, there are tons. Even the new Arnold, uh, not new, the Arnold Schwarzenegger book, Total Recall. Brilliant book. I recommend it. It's a powerhouse book. I don't care if you like Arnold or not, but the reality of it is there's so much material in there that we could all implement in our lives. But there are a ton of books. And but here's the beautiful thing about books. The ones that fill a certain need or a certain desire, you know, may not fill this one. And that's where this other book comes in, right? So I think you need to get out and, and experiment and, and, and just purchase books that seem to be interesting to you, but growth books.
books. I, I'm a big, big guy on, on growth books. I love buying books about growth. The Dupac Chopras. Autobiographies are okay. Sometimes they get inflated, but I mean the factual stuff, the Brian Traces, you know, the Napoleon Hills, like I said before. So that that's definitely been one of my biggest points of success because I refer to the greats. You know, why reinvent the wheel? What worked for them that I can implement in my life? It's as simple as that. Yeah, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel, right? When there's great information out there, you can take it, you can apply a proven concept that already worked, right? That already worked for other people. And you can just customize it basically for your business and for your brand. Oh, you know what's another good one? Not to interject, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. What a great book. I don't know if you read it, but I recommend everybody. You want to talk about starting your day off on the right foot? Literally, that's the book to read, you know, because that changed my life. Waking up at five o'clock in the morning has changed, completely convoluted my life. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't want to get up at five. Are you insane? But it's like anything else. Once you customize, right? Once you get into that habit, you habituate that habit of getting up and you realize how much more work you get accomplished. And, and then you start getting even more elated. Wow, I'm actually starting to achieve some goals here. So need I say more? I've heard so many things about that book, and I'm glad that we're talking about it. It's a reminder that I do need to read it. I can't remember. I might have read it a while back, but it was a long time ago, and I've heard so many great things about it. And so thank you for sharing that. So let's talk about branding for a moment because I know that you're big on branding. And when it comes to building a brand, I always talk about the importance of building a personal brand in 2022. And I think it's more important now than ever because the way people connect, the way that people do business, the way that the pandemic has shaped everything that happens, everything has changed, right? So Manny, what are some tips you can give on building a really successful brand through podcasting, through social media, or any other tips? That's a great question. And for me, I needed to get some outside help because here's the problem. And again, this isn't trumpeting my exploits. I'm good at the things that I do. I'm a good photographer. I'm a good singer. I'm a good podcaster, but I've worked really hard for that. The problem is it's hard to juggle and wear so many hats and do each and every one of those activities well and manage them to a point where, you know, they're strategic and they become beneficial for you, right? So I'm trying to leverage everything. So when it comes to building a brand, what I said was, well, what do I love to do? I encourage everyone to find out what is their passion. When they talk about something, do they get really fired up? Don't think about your passions. Do you feel it in your heart? Because you have to do something that you love. Because if it's coming from here, then it's coming from a place of truth. And when you're coming from a place of truth, then your brand becomes easy to develop. So my truth is helping, inspiring, empowering, educating artists. That's what I'm good at. And since I do photography and I'm on a podcast, right? I bridge that gap so I can intensify my message to get it out. I'm essentially trying to be the voice for the people that don't have one or don't know the guidance. That's my truth. You see where I'm going with this? It's mm -hmm. gotta be something that's directly correlated to your heart, to your passion. Because when you, you come from a place of passion, then A, we all know it, then it's not work, right? You can stay up. I can literally dimple. I could do this job for 24 hours a day, not sleep, not eat, not go to the bathroom. Well, maybe I have to go to the bathroom, but still, <laughs> I can do all that stuff and not worry about anything. And here's, here's the big kicker. It's so gratifying when the light bulb goes off and somebody calls you, Manny, bro, dude, you were on point. I can't believe I missed that. That's exactly what I needed to do. In most cases, it's just a minor shift that we need to do. But I, you know what I say? 
I've made that mistake, guys. I've made it. That's why I'm trying to help you sidestep the same mistakes that I did. Some people don't learn from, you know, my mistakes, which is cool. Some, some people need to fall on the face on their own. But I made an objective. That is my mission statement to help as many artists globally. My goal is to hopefully help at least 100 million artists before I leave this planet and leave it better than when I got here. And I do it through my music, through my podcasting, right? through my robust relationships that I build. But the biggest kicker is the one thing that you can offer your audience, to me, in my opinion, the most important thing that you can offer your audience isn't love, right? Isn't your story. It's all about authenticity and integrity. You need to be honest with the people that you're serving. You need to show up with integrity, but you also need to be honest with yourself because if you're honest with yourself, the second part comes really easy. That's how you build a brand. It's from truth. It's from coming from a place of service because when you help other people attain their goals, you'll achieve yours that much quicker. I absolutely love that. And you know, helping other people is so rewarding. And I think that when you help other people, the universe opens itself up to you and it actually sends the right people in your life at the right moment as well to help you, right? Because it's a law of the universe and that's how it works. And thank you for sharing that. So speaking of, you know, music, your music career. So Manny, I want to go back to that day when you appeared on The Voice because I didn't watch the clip yet. And it was a little bit intentional because I almost wanted to hear it from you first and foremost. So tell me about that moment when you found out, you know, that you're going to be on The Voice and then talk to me about when you first got on stage and your first time performing in front of people. Like, how did you feel? You know what's cool about this whole conversation and why this interview is the fact that you haven't seen that. Because I got to tell you, most of the interviews that I do obviously has generated a lot of uh, gossip because of the voice, because of La Voz, because of the touring Wizards of Winter, where you even ha you haven't even seen it. But based upon our rooms that we've done together, there's a lot more layers and a lot more that I offer my clients. So thank you. And I appreciate that. But yeah, man, I answer this question all the time. It was an incredible journey. I'll tell you that right now. It obviously changed my life, you know, for obvious reasons, it exposed me uh, to the world, to over 14, 15 million people that didn't know who I existed until I got on that show. But here is the cool part about being on that show. It was never about me singing. I did that for me. And I was coerced into doing it because my buddies are like, you know, they were going to kick my ass if I didn't go on this show. I'm like, Liz, I, I turned down American Idol. I turned down the X Factor. I, I just didn't like what was going on behind the scenes. And then here comes the voice where they appreciated me for who I am. Very similar to this transaction here right now with our words here. And uh, I got on the show. It's funny because I told the producers when they asked me, well, what do you like about these shows? I'm like, I can't stand these shows. I'm only here because I got three guys outside the door, right? And they started laughing. So right off the bat, this goes to show you how valuable integrity is. I didn't say, well, I want to be the next voice. You know, I want to go on and get a record deal. No, I'm like, I can't stand these shows. And I explained to them why. And I presented the real side of Manny. So when in doubt, be real about everything. Fast forward to, you know, two months later, I was on my plane to California to be on the show. I made the, uh, the calling, I guess. And uh, what I realized was very serendipitous. It was never about the performance, like I said before. I explained to everyone, because during that time, that period, I had 30, 40 kids in my hotel room with their parents. I was explaining to them how to live in the moment, how to forget those 90 seconds that we're on stage singing. Because it's, gonna, it's basically going to pass you by in a blink of an eye. Instead, focus on these relationships that you're building. 
Focus on the times you're at the pool and working on your music, right? And working with your vocal coaches. Distract, right? Distract this, this, this constant desire for attention. You know what they say, you got to starve your distractions and feed your focus. That's essentially my philosophy that I try to instill. And from the voice, granted, I, I gained a lot of recognition for chair turn, one of the best battles ever, got tours, job opportunities, residencies from that. That's all great and dandy. But the best thing that I gained my purpose and my purpose was to use my voice to inspire people because yeah, it felt good being on stage singing and crushing it. I worked my ass off to make sure that happened. But the reception that I got from the inspirational words of my experiences, that was a hundred times more gratifying for me. When, when I left the show and parents were crying and people on the staff were crying, no, you can't leave, bro. You're the uplifting spirit of the show. And that's when I thought to myself, I'm like, wow, I'm nobody special, Dimple. I'm just a normal person, just like you and me. But what I do is I give my heart and soul and I love to see people being uplifted. And if I can do that over all the money in the world, then that's what I'll do. You know, if the big guy up in the sky or the universe said, Manny, you can't perform ever again. We're not going to allow you to perform, but you can inspire individuals worldwide on stages. I'll be, I'll be so happy with that. I'll be more than content. So the voice offered me that perspective, that new way of thinking. It was the, um, it was the transitional, that pivotal point in my life that opened me up to my purpose, which was to, to uplift and utilize my artistic talents to motivate, you know, my fellow artists. That, and that's cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story, Manny. I mean, that is so amazing. That's just amazing. It's a powerful thing because when you find your purpose in life and you're passionate, you are so unstoppable, right? And I think that takes you on a path where you have this really clear vision of where the rest of your life needs to go and what you're going to focus on and what you're going to spend your time on and what you're going to basically dedicate your hard work towards. And I think that's a beautiful thing because there's so many people that need to be inspired and they need that to come from someone else. And, you know, there's a lot of people that they look up to you and, you know, you have super fans and the super fans like, they love you for you. It's not just the music, but they're a fan of Manny Cabo. And it's a fact that you're a leader and you're someone that inspires them. And it's that feeling that they get. It's the experience that they have when you're around them, when they're listening to you, when they're listening to your music. I mean, that is basically irreplaceable. You cannot replace that, right? And people, people are all about experiences right now. That's what really matters. It's about how you make someone feel. It's about that feeling and that connection. And then when people become connected, it's a beautiful thing because they're connected with the heart. They're connected from one heart to the next. And I think that's such an amazing thing. If you're going to be of service, then you need to keep showing up. You know, you need to keep that place of service. You need to engage because my sustainability in this career has to do with my fans, my supporters. They are the ones that voted for me. They are the ones that keep my career in line. Without them, I don't have photography jobs. I don't have people to interview. You know, I don't have that support when I was down. And going back and alluding to what we said earlier, those are the things that I focused on when I was feeling down. Because let me tell you, on the outside, 
I had to keep my mom, my wife, my daughter. Everything's okay, guys. Everything's going to be phenomenal. We're fine. Meanwhile, deep inside, I was breaking. I wanted to go in a little corner and cry like a boy. And I shed tears like you would not believe the culmination of emotions with my dad and, and the bills and all my jobs that were completely wiped away because let's face it, I couldn't work because I had no tools. You know, it's like taking away a, a carpenter and, and screwdriver from a car, uh, rather a hammer and screwdriver from a carpenter. I couldn't work. So there were so many elements that caused worry and concern. But in those dismal times, that's what got me through the things that I've accomplished, the people that I have helped, because karma can either break you or karma can be a beautiful thing, you know, and I don't have any negative karma debt. You know, karma will always be good for me because I love assisting people in their journeys as well. I love that, Manny. So for an audience that doesn't know what type of photography you do, tell us a little bit more about that. And also, if you've had any passion projects when it comes to photography that you really want to highlight. Yeah, you know, I've done photography for close to 17 years. Again, I attribute that to uh, my dad, who was the, the first photographer of our family. I started photographing my sister, who at the time, you know, she was, what, 17. So she was trying to go into modeling. She was tall, 5'11". So I'm like, cool, I got a camera. You, you know, you're beautiful, you know. So let's take some pictures. And we we got her into, I think, a modeling agency. I can't, it was so long ago. I think at Barbizon at the time. Yeah, Barbizon. I used to teach for Barbizon back, back in the day, Manny. I was one of their modeling instructors. So I used to teach little kids how to walk the runway, how to prepare for their commercials and all that. So it's so funny. It takes me back to, you know, that day when I was doing all that. Right. You know, it's amazing little journeys that transpire in, our, in the course of our life. But from there, I started photographing all females, you know, dancers, B-roll movies. It, it's just it just developed into this full time thing where I was so distracted. I was a terrible student. You know, I did what I had to do, but I became the photo editor at Seton Hall University. And then from there, I started photographing the team. And then it, it just pivoted into this whole thing with the music. You know, I put photography on hold and then I started delving deep into the music industry. And then I figured, wait a second, if I merge these two, I can make a, a living out of, you know, photographing artists for their uh, social media. And back then we didn't really have so much social media, but we did have flyers. You know, we did have album covers, tangible items that we had. And uh, it just worked out great till this day. That's what I've been doing. I focused on launching the careers, branding careers of, of many artists for record labels, signed artists, unsigned artists, entrepreneurs, and it's, it's really gratifying because once again, the photography for me, those are my babies, but they're also my client's babies. And we could sit there and just goo goo gaga over them because I can see, you know, my photos, my photographs have been on Times Square billboards. They've been inside arenas, plastered on, you know, the scoreboards. It's a pretty cool feeling. And when they feel proud, I feel proud. So photography is definitely a huge part of my life. I love that, Manny. And I mean, it's such a fun experience, even for the photographer, too, because you get to really bring out the best in people. And I know, like, I've done so many photo shoots, but if I wasn't comfortable with the photographer, then there wasn't that vibe, right? It's really hard to fake a real smile. I mean, the smile has to come from within. No, within no. With me, I'm... I'm an idiot, man. I love to make people laugh. Like I'm a complete utter moron to the point where I'm like, all right, come on, let's be serious here. They're like, Manny, stop. Cause I can't do this. I'm laughing too hard. So it's true. What you say, it's, it's all about the ambience. It's all about the rapport. It's all about making the, the, uh, the model feeling comfortable and believe it or not, man, that is a, that is a skill. It's all in the delivery. It's all in the way you talk to someone to, to ease their tension. Cause let's face it, especially I used to, I made a career out of doing fine art nudes. 
you know, you're photographing males and females in a very vulnerable state. And the funny thing is, at the end of the, the shoot, I couldn't get them to put their clothes on because that was second nature. They didn't even think about it. So that's that's a sign of a good photographer as opposed to somebody who's just doing it for the money. You got to do it because you love it and always put the client ahead of what your needs are. You know, it's always about making them look even more beautiful than they should already feel about themselves. And therein lies the challenge, one that I'm willing to uphold every time I pick up a camera. I love that. I love that. And, you know, photos, I mean, they tell a story. And part of even having an amazing brand is having amazing photos. Capture a moment in time that you're never going to get back. That's the cool thing. Think about that. That would never happen again. Yeah, exactly. And then using those photos for social media, for your website, I think it's really one of the most instrumental parts of creating a brand is having the right photo and a photo that creates an emotional reaction out of people. When they see that photo, when they see you, when they go to your website, what does that make them feel? Does that inspire them? Does that uplift them? Does that motivate them? Does that make them feel like they're ready to conquer the world? And I think that is something that brands have to think about is, do I even have the right photography on my website? And sometimes it's just like tweaking a few things. And it's even the direction that you're looking in, in your header image. Are you looking towards the words? Are you looking away from the words? There's all of these different marketing strategies and tactics that increase conversions. And when you're looking towards the words, it's actually considered to convert better. But I think it's about capturing, you know, someone's true essence, right? It's why are they laughing? What's making them laugh? And, you know, they're amazing because they're having such a great time and they're lit up from the inside out. And that's an amazing thing. And it shows up on camera. It's, it's an awesome experience, you know, for me anyway, I do. I like to enjoy myself, especially when I'm creating, you know, and when I see my images on album covers, and I, I have to tell you this specifically for branding purposes anyway, it, there's a study that shows that it has nothing to do with talent. 80% of the people that click on an image on Spotify or on music are intrigued by the cover art. Think about that for a second. There's so many people that, probably heard my music because they liked my cover art. That's why I focus so much when I'm photographing a client, especially a musician. I'm like, we need to have a stellar. And that's my philosophy. I photograph everybody like they're Adele, right? Or, or like Drake, like you're a rock star in my book. I'm photographing you like for the front cover of Vogue. That's how I take every assignment. And the end result proves it because that's how they feel. So yeah, once you, once you have that mentality, Again, it's doing the reps, it's doing the work, it's studying the craft, you know, cultivating those gifts, understanding what it is about composition. You really got to do the work. You really, I, I can't tell you how many thousands and thousands of magazines I had tear sheets all over my room and I, I could conceptualize a shot in seconds because I remember seeing it in like a February issue back in 1999 you know, of Barbara Streisand. I'm like, that's the look that we're going for right here. And like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I don't worry about it. I just have it right here. I know, you know, so I just love it. You got to do what you love in life. Yeah, absolutely, Manny. So one more thing. What are you most excited about for 2022? Oh, wow. I'm back to some normalcy in my life. I've got a brand new album coming out at the end of March, probably the best thing I've ever written. 
it's going to encapsulate so many emotions. And I guarantee this is going to touch the soul of everybody that listens to it. It's a tribute to my grandmother, tribute to my late dad, uh, tribute to when my daughter was born. Uh, there's a lot of personal references that just run rampant throughout this entire CD. I've got a book coming out. Really excited about that. And I know it's going to be, it's going to do well with the female population because I'm very big on women empowerment. I think we need more women leaders in this world. The tour is coming up, a couple of shows that are coming up in the summertime that haven't been confirmed yet, but I'm really excited about that. And some huge projects that I'm working at the end of the summer with some Grammy award winning notables that I can't really talk about because of disclosure contracts and all that nonsense. But, you know, I wish I could say, yeah, this is going to be cool, but just know that it's something that I love and something that's going to uplift the world, put some smiles on some people's faces. As far as the album goes, are you allowed to disclose the name of the album or is it going to be a surprise when it comes out? I would tell you, but we're juggling three individual titles right now. Three of them that are pretty, pretty close to my heart. You know, I only make decisions based upon my heart. So I can't even say because I haven't decided yet, but just know, be on the lookout and I'll send you a, a DM, you know, behind the scenes. Like, this is what the actual title is going to be. And I think it's going to make perfect sense. Awesome. And once the album comes out, definitely let me know. I can't wait for all of that. I will actually add it to the show notes so people can go back when they listen to this and they can go check out the album. So Manny, this has been amazing. I do have one last question for you, which is, what is your life philosophy? Or do you have a favorite quote that you like to live your life by? Oh man, killing me with this question. That's such a great question. For me, it's, it's always been very basic, you know, live every moment like it's your last because it very well may be. You know, I've learned that. That's been augmented since I lost my dad. Every day for me is a blessing and just live in gratitude. That's it. I keep it simple, but those, those are the quotes that are the most realistic and I've lived them and I've had a proven track record of success because I've idolized those quotes, you know, and I don't know where, um, who I give credit to. I just know that, you know, over the years I've acquired such an affinity to thinking that way, to adopting that mentality. And if I think that everyone should at least entertain those two. You know, it's, it'll change your life. I know it changed mine. Live in the moment too. You know, that's another popular one for me. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so important. I mean, this is a time when I think, you know, with the pandemic and everything that's happened and so many people have lost their loved ones. I think people have really discovered that, you know, you have to live your life fully and you have to live every single day like it's the last because nothing's guaranteed. And I think that's part of it. So thank you so much, Manny. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you wanted to share? No, listen, you've touched on so many things. You know, uh, the only thing I can tell people if they want to find out more about my world, just visit MannyCabo.com. Everything is in there, you know, upcoming shows, my podcasts, tell people, you know, you know how it is. You're a podcaster. If they can go and subscribe, rate and review, because it helps me get out into the world. The more you guys help me get that message out, the more artists that I can inspire. Pretty simple. So manicabo.com, everything and everything that has to do with my, my world is there. And I welcome you all to visit and I'd love to have you on board as a Manny pack or a Mojo Maniac, one of the two. <laughs> I love it. Okay. We will link that in the show notes as well as all of your social media handles. It was such a pleasure having you on the show, Manny. 
Thank you. Pleasure was all mine. Thanks for having me, Tim. Thank you, Manny. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode and also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. And follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is Marketing Expert. And also join her Mesmerizing Marketing Club also on Clubhouse for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing. 